Year after year after year, I hear people tell me that they do not want to pay large subscription fees or for memberships to be able to get access to content related to safety. So me and my friends here at Safety FM have come up with an idea called Safety FM Plus. This is a video streaming service that allows you to have some downloadable document content available readily wherever you are. You can go to the website safetyfmplus.com or go to the Apple Store app and download it for your iPhone, iPad, or even Apple TV. It's also available on Android and Android TV, Roku, and Fire TV. We want to be wherever you are. So to get you started, you can come to the website or download the apps as we just discussed. The other great portion about this is that if you sign up right now at safetyfmplus.com, you will get a downloadable version of Simple Revolutionary Acts, the first book by Dr. Todd Conklin as part of your membership to get into this. So go right now to safetyfmplus.com to find out more information. That is safetyfmplus.com. This, 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 this show is brought to you by Safety FM. The following program is rated MALSV. It contains strong language, sexual situations, and violence. It is intended only for mature audiences. Finally, show with the balls to call it like it is. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. Countdown to audio torture. The Rated R Safety Show starts in 3, 2, 1. Ah, let the eardrum pain begin. Forget the corporate bullshit. This is the Rated R Safety Show with your host, Dr. Uh, it doesn't matter who the host is. Well, 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 it is definitely hump day. That is for sure. You are listening to the Rated R Safety Show coming to you live from the Safety FM studios. Today's Wednesday, August the 5th. And just in case, if you were wondering, we are running slightly behind. Yeah, what happens sometimes is technology fails you. Technology is great until it fails you. And guess what just happened today? It failed us miserably. Anyway, sorry about being late to the show. Because you're technically the show. You mean you, not me, you. So sorry about that. This shit happens and this is what occurred. So I apologize now that I like to be late because my parents have always told me, both being Marines, that it's better to be four hours early than one minute late. So I totally screwed up that analogy today. Anyway, so we are coming to you live from the Safety FM studios, coming across the Safety FM multiverse of things for sure. Anyways, so once again, apologize about being late because that was never my intention. So that already means that we're behind the eight ball and I don't like behind being behind anything. So let's kind of get that going anyway. So what we do here is talk about what's going on inside of the news and what's going inside of the world. So the different aspects of what's happening. So today will be no different. Don't expect anything to change for that, for that case. Anyway. So as we move forward, what we're going to do is feature story news starting off and then we'll get you moving into my nonsense, garbage, so on. Cause That's where most people come out for. 
So let's take a listen. Here is the news on the Radio R Safety Show. From Feature Story News in London, I'm Holly Hudson. The UK has joined other countries in offering support to Lebanon after an explosion killed at least 100 people and destroyed parts of its capital city, Beirut. Lebanon's president, Michael Anoun, says nearly 3,000 tonnes of ammonium nitrate exploded at the port. The blast shattered buildings and injured thousands. Stuart Smith reports from London. The president has called for a state of emergency as rescue workers attempt to find dozens of people still missing. The governor of Beirut, Marwan Aboud, says it's like a war zone and expects over 200,000 people have lost their homes, with the damage ranging from between 3 and $5 billion. Lebanese authorities believe the ammonium nitrate at the port was being stored unsafely when the explosion took place. It's commonly used as a fertiliser but also has a use in explosives. France has sent two military planes to Lebanon with search and rescue experts as well as a mobile healthcare clinic and the UK is looking at offering technical and financial assistance. Meanwhile, Donald Trump has contradicted Lebanese officials and suggested a terrible attack caused the explosion in Beirut. An investigation is underway into the cause of the blast. Mr Trump told reporters US officials had suggested it might be a bomb of some kind. More than 1,000 people have had to flee their homes in South Korea as heavy rain floods much of the country. Bruce Harrison reports from Seoul. Disaster management officials say the floods have forced people out of their homes for four days now and more are expected to evacuate. They say many of the deaths are from landslides that engulfed a construction zone and a mountainside guest house. Three New Zealanders are among the dead, including a young woman, her baby son and her mother. Thousands of buildings have been damaged as well as roads, bridges and railways. Korean weather authorities forecast more rain throughout the week and say it's the result of a super monsoon created by climate change. And COVID-19 cases in India continue to rise as the country moves into the third phase of reopening the economy. India reported more than 52,000 cases of the coronavirus in the last 24 hours. Sriyoshi Mukherjee reports. India's Home Ministry has allowed yoga institutes and gymnasiums outside of containment zones to open from this week. However, schools and colleges will remain closed till the end of this month. The country's COVID-19 fatality rate has continued to fall and is at 2.10%, which is the lowest figure since March, according to the Health Ministry. It stated that the number of patients that have recovered is double the number of active cases currently. On an average, India is conducting 479 tests per day per million population to detect COVID-19. The ministry also said that the rise in the number of cases could be attributed to the increased rate of testing as states have ramped up both their RT-PCR and rapid antigen tests. Sriyoshi Mukherjee, New Delhi. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks, and today we're concluding our conversation about COVID-19 with consultant virologist Dr. Chris Smith, presenter of the very popular Naked Scientists podcast. As we've heard over the last couple of days, he is cautiously optimistic about the prospects for a COVID-19 vaccine, but he remains deeply concerned that the world is by no means out of the COVID-19 woods. He says even those countries currently finding themselves in a clearing face the risk of huge challenges unless therapeutics and vaccines reach every corner of the globe. The places where we have to focus on because they will basically be a sort of nidus for the infection if we don't help 
every country. It'll just come back from those poorer countries. Those poor countries have poor infrastructure, poor communications, very, very difficult to get into all those areas and vaccinate everybody. As uh, Melinda Gates and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation said, if COVID's anywhere, it's everywhere. Winter is coming. And at the moment, we're in the eye of the storm. We've created this bubble with a lockdown. It's we must not be profligate and waste this because where winter comes, the game changes and, you know, we have to be prepared. The game changes because public health officials believe there will be a second wave of infections once winter brings respiratory and other seasonal diseases to the Northern Hemisphere. And they will also put fresh pressure on healthcare systems that may struggle once again to cope with COVID-19 cases. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. FSN is an independent source of news for TV, radio and digital networks worldwide. You can find more of our minute-by-minute updates on Twitter. Follow us there at Feature Story. And we have a wealth of audio and video stories from our global news bureaus on Facebook. You can find us there by following Feature Story News. Stay tuned for further updates right here. But for now, that's the latest Feature Story News. Holly Hudson reporting. This show is almost as enjoyable as hearing the sound of the toilet flush. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. We at Safety FM are not responsible for what this idiot behind the microphone is saying. He is trying to be entertaining. Rated R Safety Show. Well, so I don't know how it's the end of the discussion. Maybe it's the end of the discussion of having it with that particular dude, because as sure as hell, it could not be the end of the discussion about COVID-19. Um, because as you are aware, some things are still going on. Anyways, thank you for the shout out from Luis Gonzalez. I haven't seen you in a while. Hopefully everything's going well in your neck of the woods. And hello, 74 Sean, 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 yo, back to you. Anyway, so that's some insights of what's going on inside of the news. You know what, how it happens here. We are here to talk about what's going on inside of the world of news, the web, safety so on yeah the rated r safety show covers a little bit about everything so let's get take it from the very top of the shit list because that's exactly what it is a massive explosion shook lebanon on tuesday killing at least 70 and injuring about thousands of others the cause of the explosion remains unclear but the chief of lebanon's general security said that it might have been caused by a highly explosive material that was confiscated from a ship some time ago While there is an investigation into what happened, a source told Fox News that the port was unofficially controlled by, yeah, I'm going to screw that shit up, by Hezbollah. Yeah, I think that's it. Making a point to the other adverse players in the region that could have played a role. On the same note, the Israeli government officially said that they had nothing to do with the blast. Israeli officials usually do not comment on foreign reports. So are you saying that they commented for a reason? It's just a question, of course, because that's how this stuff comes up. Witness said that the local hospital had to treat patients on the street outside of stretchers and wheelchairs because the explosion caused major damage inside of the building. It knocked out the electricity. So a big cluster F yesterday for sure when it comes to that thing. So I'm sure that you've seen it because it was all over the web yesterday as you could actually take a look on what was potentially going on. So I wanted to know for sure, what was the general thought the moment that you saw the thing? Did you think, you know, of some other events that had happened, you know, some time ago in this country? Something to think about for sure as we do move forward. Now, 
as we talk about this, you know that this is going to continue to make it into the news cycles. And we're going to continue to talk about this for days and weeks to come. So how are you looking at this particular scenario? Okay. So as you look at it in that form, what other thoughts come to mind? What other sequences of events do you think led to this catastrophic event? Believe me, I'm all ears in here. So anyways, let's continue down the path here. Let's talk about a Georgia teen is fighting for her life after being mauled by two pit bulls. This girl had her scalp torn off and her left ear bit off after a tra- after her trachea was damaged in a brutal attack that happened while she was walking in her Barrow con- County neighborhood last Friday. Sheriff Deputy reported that he shot one of the dogs as it approached him, scaring it off. I think it would do more than just scaring it off if you shot at it. Did it say shot and killed? Maybe he meant that it scared off the other one. The dog was later found at the home and then it was euthanized. The dog's owner, 29-year-old woman, was arrested and charged with reckless conduct. Let's continue. The teen is in ICU at the Atlanta hospital. Doctors were able to reattach her ear, but chances are unlikely that she will hear out of it. As the teen, other injuries, her aunt said that they just don't know yet what the outcome will be. So I have such a an interesting time with some of these conversations that we have from time to time when it comes to this stuff. So you heard what I said. About the owner, 29-year-old woman arrested and charged with reckless conduct. So what are you thinking? What are you thinking here as I say that? Are she being charged with reckless conduct because she owned the dog? Is she being charged for reckless conduct because she let the dog out? And don't go into that song thing. What are you thinking? Like, seriously, what is your thought process as I mentioned that? Now, let's be real. The girl's still in ICU. They don't know what all her injuries are. We can sit here and talk for a moment about safeguards. We can sit here and talk for a moment about things that coulda, shoulda, woulda. That's not going to solve the problem at the moment. Safeguards are important. You know that. But what do you think about the woman being charged? Do you think it's it's definitely the right thing to do? The wrong thing to do? Should she be held accountable for the action of her dogs? You know that that's kind of one of those weird places to hang out in as we talk about this for sure. Anyways, let's continue. 20 people were injured on Monday when three hot air balloons lost control and crashed into a field in Wyoming. Clinton Phillips was riding in one of the balloons along with his wife and three children called the crash terrifying, telling the Jackson Hole Daily. Yeah, that's the name of it. The Jackson Hole Daily, yeah, spelled H-O-L-E, that everything was beautiful. And there, then in a few moments, hell broke out. Sheriff Matt Carr, between 16 to 20 victims, suffered a variety of injuries with 11 transports to the local hospital or medical facility for some. 
Weather is believed to have caused the crash, but the incident is still under investigation. So as you look at this and we talk about this and we go, okay, so this was a three hot air balloons that got into a crash, crashed down. Are you a hot air balloon rider? And if you're not, and if you were giving this some consideration to move forward with it, would this be something that would go into that consideration aspect as we talk about it? Because we have to look into it for sure. Because you can't just leave it as is. You can't just say, well, you know, whatever happens, happens. And that's the case. Anyways, Lord and Taylor is closing 19 of its stores after parent company, the Tout, filed for chapter, chapter 11 bankruptcy on Monday. The closure comes as a result of four shutdowns of retails in light of the coronavirus crisis. The stores being closed are mostly located on the East Coast with Northbrook, Illinois, and one in Novi, Michigan. So something to think about as we do talk about that. So how do you look at this? Are you a big Lord and Taylor fan? Is that something that you normally would go to? Or is it not going to have any reference to what's going on? Now, we are seeing a lot of interesting things as we do talk about this and move forward about organizations and places and stores and so on closing out because of the closures like i have to tell you there's this pretty well it was a pretty large well let me rephrase that it is a small organization that interacts with a very large organizations in regards to doing training material one of the people that worked there recently contacted me to let me know that they were no longer going to be in business they had laid everybody off because of how the environment has changed. Now, I am aware that there is a lot of people that have been furloughed because of the things that are going on out in this multiverse of ours. So how do you look at this? What is going on inside of your neck of the woods with the furloughing, the changing? Are you Have you been furloughed? How is it affecting the environment that you're in? Are there a lot of people, if you're still at work, quote unquote, that are working virtually now? And what kind of regulations and aspects are you looking at there? Because that's the other portion that you have to talk about. That's the other things you have to look at. I have to tell you, I never understand why a lot of people send me messages in the middle of this. They know that that's going on. And I'm not. it's not screen messages, but we're seeing screen messages today, which is exciting because for some reason for the last couple of days, they have not been working. Anyway, stocks extended their winning streak on Tuesday as major averages all finished positive, including an all-time high for the NASDAQ composite. These results were in spite of the poor consumer spending data released by J.P. Morgan Chase installed stimulus talks in Congress. BP surged higher after it reported lar- Yeah, you heard me there correctly. BP surged higher after it reported large losses in the line of work forecast. The upswing was fueled by an announcement that the company will decrease oil and gas production by 40% in the next decade while heavily focusing on green energy. Green energy. Disney reported a small profit per share, beating analyst expectation of a minimal loss after hours trading still saw the company trading at lower as overall revenues fell. I don't know, a lot of weird things going on because, you know, you take a look at some of this stuff and some of these places and organizations and companies that you see as these giant behemoths 
that she never expected anything to go wrong with. And we start talking about it and we say, hey, this is what's going on now. This is what's happening. How do you look at this? How do you go, hey, you know, let's move forward? Because we are talking here or mentioning or referencing BP and Disney. You know, Disney, BP, you know, very large organizations. So I'm trying to figure out still when it comes to some aspects of it, are how some of these smaller places are handling some of this. Because it is a very difficult task to be able to proceed forward with. You know it, I know it, so we have to talk about it. And that's what happens here inside of this little weird world of ours of what's going on with COVID-19, coronavirus, or whatever the hell you want to call it, on what kind of impact it's having on the economy. But you also have to look at it of, How do you look? How do you go with, hey, this is valid for what's going on, and this other side's having an impact on the economy? What are we going to be looking at over the next several years? Because it is going to be several years on some of these shutdowns are going to play a factor. So think about that as we talk. Oops. What did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. Safety in a way never heard of before. The Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. Anyway, so let's continue down the path here. Shooting in New York City during the month of July are up by 177% compared to July of last year. The NYPD reported that its total number of shootings so far this year has passed, though or pass entirely what it was in 2019. Think about that. All of 2019 has already been surpassed. We're at the very, very, very tip of August. Murders in the city are also on the rise, with the department reporting 59% increase over last month compared to the same time last year. The silver lining, and we're not talking about... Yeah, her. Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, her. Not that movie. The silver lining in that uh, in other crimes such as rape, robbery, assault, and grand larceny all fell percentages compared to this time in 2019. So I don't know. I talk about this. I look at it, and we go, "Holy hell, what is going on?" And we have to attribute some of these things that are happening to what is going on inside of the world currently. And I'm not justifying it. You know, I'm shocked that we're already at Wednesday and we haven't had a single freaking conversation about what the hell is going on in Chicago. Because we were talking about that shit week after week. And I like Chicago. I don't want it to sound like I don't. But what the hell was going on there? Haven't mentioned it, have we? Anyways, let's continue. A Colorado woman childhood fear came to life when she found a snake in her toilet. Snake in the toilet. Miranda Stewart told Fox 31, Channel 31 of Denver, that she got got a rude awakening when she tried to figure out why her toilet wasn't pushing. Does that mean like the seat wasn't pushing? Like it wasn't pushing? And the snake head peeked out at her. Anyways, Stewart's boyfriend called their apartment maintenance man, Wesley Sanford, to the... (laughs) to wrangle the snake out of the toilet. It is unclear how the snake got into Stewart's toilet, but Sanford guessed that it was likely another tenant's pet that had escaped. 
After not being able to locate the owner, Sanford took the snake home to keep telling the local station that his wife was very, very happy. And they named it Boots. Okay. You found a snake inside of the toilet. We'll say you couldn't push the seat down because that's what I'm going to go with. Because, number one, when you sit down, let's go to the sit down aspect. You can't push the seat down? Like, was it uncomfortable? I, It's not clicking in my head. And then the other portion is if it was, you couldn't flush the toilet. Did you, did you think you clogged it? And when you were sitting the whole time there, did you not realize what was happening? Or did you do like a pre-flush? There's so many weird questions coming about, man, that I could just go down some very, very strange rabbit hole. And I'm sure as hell, we definitely don't want to go there. You are listening to a radio god. What? This has to be an error. That host is not a radio god. Anyways, this is the Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. Okay, the tropical storm is hitting New York and western New England states with heavy rain and wind as it sweeps northwest towards the Great Lakes. One person in Maryland one per- and one in New York and two people in North Carolina have died as a result of the storms. According to ABC News, as of Tuesday evening, more than 3.3 million customers were without power across North Carolina, Virginia, Pennsylvania, Maryland, Delaware, New Jersey, New York, Connecticut, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, Vermont, and Rhode Island. And at least 21 reported tornadoes had touched down along the coast. Multiple governors issued state of emergencies and told their residents to shelter in place. What is expected next is hopefully an end to the tornado threat for the Northeast as the storm heads into Canada overnight. Holy shit. So let's talk about that because that's for sure. As you saw, there was some damage that had occurred in Puerto Rico. There was some other damage in some of the smaller islands that was taking place. Then they thought the thing was going to hit Florida, went into North Carolina and we've seen it actually take up from there. Was talking to somebody yesterday from North Carolina, and they were talking about that they thought that like all of their stuff was all messed up, internet, electricity, and so on. Um, so interesting times and some of the stuff that's going out there. Hopefully things will get better relatively soon. You know, when you're not really a hundred percent for some of these storm activities, you can really t- never be prepared for a tornado. It's almost like instant. Um, But when you take a look at it, you know, if you're not ready for some of this stuff, it's really hard to know what the hell to do next. You know this, we're talking about it, and maybe I should mention a hazard matrix just to make some other people excited. I have to say it, because, you know, sometimes that just happens that way. So what are you thinking? How do you practice for these weather events? I know we talk about it from time to time. Here, it is a big deal, planning for weather events. Anytime you start seeing closures due to weather, you kind of know that some things are getting kind of strange relatively quick. Just the way that it works. A Washington teenager has been found alive after missing for nine days. Giafuda, 18, was found on Saturday near her town of Skykomish after last being seen in surveillance camera footage the morning of July the 24th. Gia's mom told CNN affiliate Como, K-O-M-O, that she ran out of gas on the highway, was trying to find a bridge to go over. What? 
but she was on the wrong side of the road. She thought that she could hike up and find a bridge. Search and rescue teams were were unable to trace her cell phone because the area is considered dead zone. Found the teen near the creek in the woods. She thought that she had only been missing for three days. According to her mom, she didn't realize how long it had been. Okay. I have to understand this. You ran out of gas. And then you were trying to find a bridge to go over. So then you hiked instead. Like, are you out in the middle of nowhere as this is happening? I'm being serious here. This is a legitimate question. I don't understand it. Like, if you ran out of gas, would you jump out of your car and try to go hike? To see where to go next? I'm just asking because I want to understand it. I drive electric, so I'm sorry. I just run out. It's You're done. You're dead in the water if you don't do anything there. But I don't know. I just talk about these things because I have a hard time understanding some of it. What the hell do I know? You are listening to something magical. <laughs> You're listening to the Rated R Safety Show. Researchers have discovered a new population of cyanide. Of cy- oh, my God. <laughs> In Western Virginia and are being infected by a parasitic fungus that controlled their mind, forcing them, forcing them. Yes, I said forcing them. Forcing them, forcing them, forcing them to infect other insects. Oh, here, here's a question coming in. Was she in a car or a boat? Well, it does not say. It's a good question. Of course, my auto assumption. Well, it says the highway. So it definitely says the highway. So I'm going to stick with the car aspect for sure. But thanks for the question there. I don't know. I'm totally lost on that one. Anyways, let's continue. These bugs dubbed zombie are under the influence of a mariposa psychedelic fungus, which contains chemicals such as those found in hallucinogenic mushrooms, according to the study published by the PLOS Pathogens. How it works, according to the study co-author Brian Lovett, the massapora spores eat away at the genital at the genitals butts and abdomen of the insects wow this is fun here they are then replaced with fungal spores used to transmit the fungus to others craziness from there the new fungal abdomen will slowly wear away like an eraser on a pencil this is crazy but look i'm going to tell you the bright side here it's only affecting insects it will not affect humans so i guess look at that that's important for sure, Ugh. as we talk about it, because, you know, I have to sometimes give you some of these asinine stories as we do talk about these things for sure. Anyways, let's continue down the path and let me take a look and see what our good old friends have to say, because you never know when you might need a lawyer. I'm a trial lawyer. I'm not part of your family and I don't do skits with my mom. I'm a real lawyer, a damn good lawyer, the best lawyer this state has to offer. And I've built a reputation for standing up for the people of this country, righting the wrongs. You may not agree with all of my views, but when it comes to trying cases, there's only one view, justice. And justice is what I get. Figer Law. That's why we're 
unstoppable. We at Safety FM are not responsible for what this idiot behind the microphone is saying. He is trying to be entertaining. Rated R Safety Show. Okay, so let's take you into the swampland, you know, the stuff that I don't normally like talking about, but we have to talk about it from time to time. Congressman Roger Marshall beat out Chris Kobach in Kansas Republican Senator primary yesterday, giving the GOPers a brief sigh of relief. Kobach lost the 2018 Kansas governor race and came out badly battered, causing Republicans to fear that they had to spend millions to keep a seat that could otherwise safely be in the red wind column. Meanwhile, as of the publication, publication, Michigan squad member Rashida Talab, I'm, I'm sure I butchered her last name, was holding a win over challenger Brenda Jones, but you can check out in real time for the latest. So let me find out because I don't have the updated version. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Yeah. RT definitely won, just in case. Let's go back into my regularly scheduled program right after this. Anyway, let's continue, 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 because that's what we do here. You know, I have to tell you, I get the news relatively early in the morning, so sometimes when I get into it, um, not as current as I would love, but we try to vet all the stories just to make sure that it's going on. Anyways, President Trump says that Floridians voting by mail are safe to do so. In a tweet, Trump said that there are voting system there has been cleaned up, adding, we defeated the Democrats' attempt to change. While critics packed on apparent role reversal, White House press smoke, what, smoke show Cali, oh my God, why is she a smoke show all of a sudden? Clarify that Trump has always has supported absentee voting for a reason. Distinguishing the, between a policy that would automatically give every voter a ballot to return absentee voting ballot auto processing probably not a good idea what do you do like what do you do like like you like no 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 no. you you what do you do do you do the absentee ballot like i well in my in my old life because it's definitely not this life anymore because you know we're kind of stuck like chuck for the most part i used to travel all the time so I would do absentee ballots, but now that I'm inside of this virtual world, I don't get to really do much of anything besides being locked in inside of this box. But that's okay. You know that already. But what do you do? Do you like to go through the whole process and going to and getting done? Or do you look at it and you go, well, if I have the option of just sitting at home and sending it in, I'd rather just do that. You know, there is some choices on doing that. Don't get me wrong, because I, I want to make sure that it is something we talk about. Not that one's good and one's bad. It's just a conversation piece. That's for sure. But what are you thinking? Just something to think about. I like it from the standpoint of just being at home and doing it. Because it's just easier. If Well, I say home. I should say home when I'm traveling. Anyways, let's talk real quick, because we haven't talked about it. We've been trying to give you some other stuff. Let's talk about some top fiction and nonfiction books currently in the New York Times bestsellers list. And then I'm going to tell you something else real quick, just for you to take a look at. Nonfiction. How to be an anti-racist. Number five. How to destroy America. Three easy steps. The hell is that? Number four. White fragility. Number three. The answer is. That's a memoir by Alex Trebek, just in case. Number two. And then at the number one spot, 
too much and never enough. Mary L. Trump. Those are in the nonfiction categories. Let's talk about the fiction categories, what you got going on there. Number five, the guest list. Number four, the vanishing half. Number three, where the crawdads sing. Number two, the order. And number one, near dark. So if you are out there going, why are you talking about books? I definitely want to bring a book up or two here for sure. I am big into talking about different things going out inside of the world of safety. As you know. So do you like learning through books or do you like presentations or do you like virtual classes better? couple of colleagues, friends, acquaintances, whatever you want to call them of mine have actually come out with a new book called The Practice of Learning Teams. Have you seen this one? So this this book actually came out recently. It actually came out earlier this week. This is presented by pre-accident investigation media, The Practice of Learning Teams. The book is available right now. You can get it on Amazon, of course, because that's always where everything's at. It's a book written by Brent Robinson, Glennis McCarthy, Brent Sutton, and Todd Conklin. Todd Conklin actually goes in and talks about this, and it's based around the work of better questions. Really good insight on what's going on if you're interested in learning teams. Just want to make reference to that real quick. And just in case, because I know the questions are going to come about, no one's paying me to actually mention the book. But I thought that it was pretty interesting to talk about it because I think that learning teams, if you're interested in it, is something of a path that we need to understand. We need to have a better understanding on how to learn from certain aspects inside of your organization. And they don't even have to be organizations. You can apply learning teams to a lot of things. But this book goes into so much detail about it. It's actually called The Practice of Learning Teams. If you do get a chance and you like reading books that are related to what you do for work or books that are related to things that you could apply to work, I think that it is an excellent book for you to take a look at. So just my thought process, just wanted to bring that up because I thought it was important. We are now video streaming the Rated R Safety Show. I don't know why our host has a face for radio. Rated R Safety Show. So a few months back, we did have an event that we actually had a virtual town hall. And the virtual town hall consisted of some different members of Safety FM being on. But we actually actually had a special guest come on from a TV show. And that TV show, or the guest, let me tell you who it was, was Dustin Anderson from Fixer Upper. He's the he's the glass guy. So some great news occurred yesterday. If you haven't heard it, let me share it with you right now. Fixer Upper is making a comeback. The renovation show featuring Chip and Joanna Gaines is returning on their new cable network, Magnolia. It's originally aired on HGTV. Two new series were announced in the press release as well. An untitled show with interior designer Brian Patrick Flynn and self-employed featuring entrepreneur Jonathan Morris. All three are set to launch in 2021. So if you are a Fixer Upper fan, good luck. 
Go out there and watch it. Now, I'm going to tell you, I do talk about some things sometimes when it relates to Fixer Upper and things related to Baylor and blah, 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 blah. Because for a very, very, we'll say long period of time, I lived in Waco. I mean, in Waco. Yeah, Waco. I lived in Waco. I liked it. Why, why are you looking at me like that? I liked it. It was interesting. It was an interesting time. I definitely learned a lot while being there. I definitely learned a lot on what I wanted to do going forward while being there. That's for sure. Um, maybe that's too much information. Who the hell knows? Let's just, let's just, let's just move. I don't know. Listen to our host of the Rated R Safety Show. Self-implode on our airwaves only on Safety FM. Okay, a Malcolm in the Middle reunion is happening. Brian Kratz, the, who portrayed family Hall, oh my God. The family Hall on the sitcom revealed that in the cast reuniting on Zoom to read a pilot episode script together, making the show's 20th anniversary. Fans have the chance to join the virtual reunion by taking part of a fundraising auction benefiting the show's creator, Linwood Boomer's charity, Healing California. It is all set to happen on Saturday, this Saturday. August the 8th. So if you're interested in doing that, or if you're a fan of Malcolm in the Middle, I would say go out there and hang out and do some things there. Anyways, let's continue real quick. Disney's Mulan will forego its planned theater release and instead go straight to Disney Plus for a rental price. What? How the hell do you go to Disney Plus for a rental price? I thought Disney Plus was supposed to be a service that you paid for and you didn't have to pay anything extra. (sighs) Okay, let's continue. Originally set to open to the big screen on March 27th, the film was meant to be one of Disney's major theater releases for the year. The coronavirus crisis initially pushed the release to July the 24th and then pushed back again to late August before indefinitely being removed from the release calendar. It will now be available on Disney Plus on September the 4th. How do you feel about that? I mean, I know that if you're doing the monthly, I think it's like $6.99. Uh, if you're doing the yearly, whatever the hell that, that price ends up, I think it's cheaper. It's like 70 in total. So how do you feel about getting you know hit up for 30 bucks to going on to Disney Plus? Then the question, it's a and then that's the other thing. It's a rental. It's a rental for $30. It's not ownership. You're renting the movie for 30 bucks. Now, don't get me wrong, I understand these movies are really expensive to make. But $30? Like, really? Like, you don't even own it? Like, so you rent it for 30 bucks, and then when it comes out in a few months and it's like 20 Can you apply the 30 And you're going to sit there and go, well, when you go to the movie theater, does that money apply? No, I know it doesn't. No shit. Thanks. But come on. 30 bucks for a renting of a movie? And yeah, I know for the most part that is way cheaper than going to the movie theater. I'm not going to say it's not. Yeah, and I talk about the streaming services and stuff going on. I like Disney. Let's make sure that we're that we're clear here. But I look at it and I go, that's a lot of money for a rental. And I know that if I was taking my whole family to the movie theater, it would be more expensive. I'm also kind of a I'm kind of frugal when it comes to money. Um, so I would actually go to a specialty theater here in town. It's normally relatively inexpensive to go to. Anyways, just want to make reference to that. I, I know it's not important inside of our little safety conversation, but let's just make sure that we continue on here before I lose it. Bradley Cooper's in talks to star in Paul Thomas Anderson's yet-to-be-titled 
film. While many of the details are being kept under wraps, the Hollywood Reporter revealed that the film is coming off of age story that will involve multiple storylines centering on a teen actor in high school in L.A. In the San Fernando Valley, to be exact. Cooper is also getting ready to resume filming as General Del Toro's Nightmare Alley, or Nightmare Alley, which was halted due to the coronavirus. And Cooper is said to be directing a biopic for Netflix, working with Martin Scorsese, Steven Spielberg, and Todd Phillips. Holy shit! It's a lot there. A lot of pressure, I would imagine. Some pressure to live it up there, Mr. Cooper. Could be able to do it. Anyways, let's continue. Miranda Lambert has signed a cast member. Has oh god, has signed on as a cast member and executive producer for the scripted country music podcast. Yeah, country music podcast. Make it up as we go. That's what it's called. Lambert and Dennis Quaid, Billy Bob Thornton, Craig Robinson, and Bobby Bones, and others as they tell the story of a young singer songwriter trying to make it in the country industry. The show will debut on October the first. An iHeart Podcast Network. Here we go. So I, I have to tell you, I always find it amazing as we do these things. And I, I know we start doing streaming services and we start doing all this other weird shit. But the medium of audio, it's so important. Storytelling. Storytelling as it goes on. Theater of the mind. Think about it. If I covered the camera right now. And started telling you a story, and you couldn't see really my hand as I was covering it. Wouldn't it be the whole thing or the whole sequence of whatever I was telling you? Do you see how that medium never truly goes away? The other thing I want you to think about as we talk about this. Have you ever watched a TV show and the picture quality is not that great? But you'll stick around if you can still hear it. But have you noticed in most instances, if the audio starts sucking and the picture quality is good, you'll bail? I don't know why it works that way. It just does. Something I learned many, many years ago. But then again, maybe I learned that because I was like really into audio. I don't know. Maybe that was the case. Maybe it was something entirely different. Listen at your own risk. Rated R Safety Show. Well, that was definitely a shorter drop than what I expected. Anyways, the annual Christmas Spectacular starting, oh my God, starring the Radio City Rockets has been canceled due to the concerns around the coronavirus. The decision doesn't come to a huge surprise as Broadway and other indoor art venues have been shuttered. Indefinitely, as of now, organizers say that the 2021 show remains on track. I don't even know what to say half the time. Okay, let me rephrase that. I don't know what to say half the time when I read stuff like that and share it with you. All that comes to mind right away is that love is universal. There's a reason. Anyways, let's continue. Let's continue. Let's continue. Continue. Now, I don't know if this is news breaking. I don't know if this is newsworthy. And by the way, we are in this portion of the program because people have asked for the celebrity news of the world. So we'll talk about a little bit about the royals. Queen Elizabeth, Prince Williams, and Kate Middleton all sent birthday greetings to Meghan Markle as she turned 39 on Tuesday. I don't know why this is actually news story worthy, but I'll continue. The official Instagram account of the royal family featured a photograph of Queen and Meghan on the first 
joint royal engagement two years ago, along with the message of the birthday wishes. A royal insider said that the public birthday messages suggest that the royals led by the queen are eager to squash the damaging public image of feuding households that was present and present a united front instead. Well, that's good. I'm glad we're talking about that. Anyways, let's talk a little bit about news. The news of sports. Because sports. Sports are important. You know, sports are important for sure. <coughs> oh, my. Sorry about that. Don't mean to cough in your ear, but it just freaking happened. So let's talk about some of the shit that's going on inside of the world of sports. Jonathan Isaac, a Ford for the Orlando Magic, first made headlines for his decision to stand during the national anthem and not wear a Black Lives Matter shirt. Now he's getting an extra attention as his jersey sales are surging after the Magic game on Friday. Isaac's jersey hit number two for the best-selling jersey on a league website, falling short of the just falling short to Lakers star LeBron James. So interesting stuff for sure, as you hear that. Anyways, the Denver Broncos have a missing booth. Yeah, you heard me correctly there. At the team facility, the spray sprays is disinfected on players entering and leaving practice in hopes to eliminating coronavirus spread. The Broncos organization told TMZ that the spray is a product called MicroSure, which is labeled as a powerful non-toxic Disinfectants that killed viruses like E. coli. So hold on. I said that. It's not. I said misting. But I even thought that I said missing. It's missing because I am a total, you know, you know, you know, I shouldn't say that one. I'll, I'll keep that one to myself. Anyway, so think about that real quick. Here's what I have not done yet. We will do this in a very short sequence, depending on the interaction for sure. Let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. I will take um caller. I'm going to give away the book, When the Worst Accidents Happen, caller number five. Hopefully, we'll do this relatively quick. Call in on the hotline, 866-930-SFM1. That's 866-930-SFM1, and I'll get you the book. Send it out today for you. When the Worst Accidents Happen, the latest by Todd Conklin. Of course, if the song plays. Keep it up one more minute. Keep it up, you're so great. Standing and talking. You got me checkmate. No one's watching or nothing. I have cleared out the room. Also, that you can get to be the big spoon.
We at Safety FM are not responsible for what this idiot behind the microphone is saying. He is trying to be entertaining. Rated R Safety Show. Okay, okay, as we're gathering here towards the end of the show, even though we did start late, but who's... I'm not telling anyone unless you tell someone. Let's talk about some events that happened back in the day on this day. American Bandstand debuts. On ABC back in 1957, Dick Clark was hosted it, and it ran until 1989. Back in 1981, President Reagan Union busts the more than 11,000 striking air traffic controllers and tells them to hit the road. Yeah, that was back in 1981. In 2010, you might still remember this one, 33 Chilean miners became trapped in a 2,300 feet below ground. It would take 69 days to rescue the men who instantly became worldwide celebrities. I don't know if I would name them celebrities. I would say they would probably recognize worldwide. Celebrity is kind of a hard word um, to mention there. Because here's the thing. 33 of them named four. There were celebrities. Okay, I'm still waiting. Duh. And I'm not saying that, it, you know, there was no value added for what the hell they went through. So don't be taking it the wrong way, because that's definitely not what I'm saying. Just the term celebrity, I need to be very careful as I mention it. Anyways, let's talk about some of the birthdays that you can actually celebrate today. Helen Fisher, Bob Singer turns 36. Jelsey Williams, TV actor from Greatest Anatomy Station 19, turns 39. Reed Hoffman, American entrepreneur, turns 53. James Gunn, movie director from the Guardians of the Galaxy and the Suicide Squad, turns 54, believe it or not. Patrick Ewing, former player for the New York Knicks, turns 58. And Maureen McCormick, TV actress in The Brady Bunch, turns 64 today. Anyways, let's talk about a couple different things that are going to be pretty important, so you'd think you should know about them. Number one, let's talk about something that's important that we talk about from time to time. National Center of Missing and Exploited Kids. National Center of Missing and Exploited Kids. If you're interested in getting some more information about that, go to missingkids.org. This is what normally sets off your Amber Alerts. You know, when you get the Amber Alerts and then you kind of don't know what happens next, the people at this organization go through the next sequence of events trying to place the kids once they find them back to where they're supposed to be or if there's something going on with some kids that are being trafficked, even the kids inside of your area where that might potentially be occurring. If you're interested in getting some more information, go to missingkids.org for that. So we do appreciate if you could go there. Currently, they are not accepting people to come in and help them personally, but they are accepting financial donations. So please Consider doing that if you can do so at the time, or if not, just go there to gather some more information about how the organization works. Also, the other thing is a lot of conversations at this particular time related to mental health and people suffering from depression and contemplating suicide. If you need somebody to talk to, someone to kind of share some of your thoughts process will with there's a phone number you can call 1-800-273-TALK that's 1-800-273-TALK or 1-800-273-8255 they are the national suicide prevention lifeline they are available for you 24 hours a day seven days a week if you want to do the texting or the messaging aspect of it and don't want to talk to somebody, you can go to suicidepreventionlifeline.org. That phone number I just stated a moment ago does not accept text. So please don't text because they have no way to respond to you. So I just want to make reference to that real quick. 
because I think it's very important. Couple things tomorrow, Thursday, 6 p.m., we're going to be doing something with Samuel Goodman from the Hop Nerd. And let me show you what that is, real quick. So, tomorrow, 6 p.m., we'll be having a discussion about. Equality with Samuel Goodman. Tickets are available. It is a free event to attend to. What we're going to be doing is having a discussion about equality behind, we'll say, a private virtual door. But you're more than welcome on coming in. We don't air it on Safety FM because we want to have that in-depth conversation on what's going on and talking about it. So when we leave the, uh, the actual event, we leave with the learnings and the memories of the event itself. That's why we call it that way. The other side is we'll never broadcast that thing on on Safety FM, so I just want to make sure that we're clear there. If you're interested in going to it, go to safetyfm.io just for some additional information. Also, last but not least, some people have requested this, so I wanted to be able to do it. So here we go. I get a lot of conversations related normally to two things, safety, of course, to being number one, and number two being podcasting. So we've decided to do it. The Art of Podcasting, September the 2nd, 2020 at 9 a.m. Eastern time. We'll be doing a class related to podcasting, the art of podcasting. I'm going to discuss with you everything that I have discovered till this point in regards to the podcast world. If you're interested in starting your own podcast, we have some tickets available that you can come and actually acquire. Some of the tickets will actually get you accessibility to a hosting platform for a year that will help you actually build your podcast. So if you're interested in actually going to that, go to safetyfm.io for more information. Anyways, thank you for always being the best part of Safety FM. That is the listener. Safety FM is the home of real safety talk. If you're interested in finding out more about what we do here, you can go to safetyfm.com for some more information. The interesting thing is we have more than just the radio station there, just so you know. Anyways, thank you for taking a listen to what we have going on today on the Rated R Safety Show. I know who you are. Hopefully, you know who I am. Love you. Mean it. Bye. Duh. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen.